Thanks for pressing play on the Third Shift Entrepreneur Podcast, where we teach you how to build your dream job while keeping your day job. I'm the show's executive producer and co-host, Iron Mike Stedman, a Third Shift Entrepreneur with a knack for boxing, social impact, and podcasting. In this episode, Todd and I discuss Third Shift habits, including talking to customers, breaking patterns, having clear intentionality for time, outcomes, and milestones, and how to distinguish between when to go on offense versus when to go on defense. No more excuses. It's time to get to work. Let's go. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Todd Connor, and you're listening to the Third Shift Entrepreneur Podcast, where we talk about how to start things and build things and become an entrepreneur, or even just shift up your life, take a chance, but do it without creating risk. Do it without having to quit your job. Do it without having to cash in a savings account. And we're here to talk about it with my friend, Mike Stedman, my battle buddy, my favorite Marine. What's going on, brother? What's going on, Todd? Excited to sit here and talk about third shift habits. We use the negative term here, productivity porn. It's a thing, right? Everyone out there is like, hustle, hustle, hustle. You know, read all these productivity self-help books, but actually don't do anything, don't start anything, and just read more books. So I'm curious to learn from you how these third shift habits delineate from all of that yeah, crazy. I know there's so much been written about, about productivity and, uh, and a lot of it's good. I mean, I read a lot of this stuff and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I follow people and I, you know, I'm always trying to learn what's working for people. But I think to your point, uh, if we, if we want to ask ourselves the question, like, what is it that we got to be doing to step out and from where we're at today and become closer to being an entrepreneur in charge of our destiny? I think there's a few things that uh, that I've seen actually, you know, matter. Number one is, um, so let me just back up. I don't, this is not a conversation in my mind about, you know, getting up early, working out. Okay, those are all fine. Um, you know, but lots of people are experts in that. I'm talking specifically about what are the few specific activities that people that are starting things, in my, in my view, have to do in order to make progress, okay? And the first one that they have to do is they have to talk to what I'll call customers. I mean, you, you just have to talk to people that could be in a place to affect the outcome that you're seeking. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, I'm, uh, you know, looking at our political environment and I don't want to get all political, but, you know, hey, I'm a patriot, right? And, and I'm, you know, I've run for office and, you know, I'm a Democrat, right? You know, today, but I've, I'm looking at this country and being like, you know, something's broke and I'm okay. So I'm, I'm a, I have a problem, right? And we talked about this last podcast. I have a, there's a problem that I'm interested in, which is like, how do you fix this country? (laughs) Broadly speaking. And I think a lot of veterans are probably interested in this problem right now. Well, what's the first thing that you do? Okay. Well, you know, read, do those things, but then talk to people, talk to like, this is how I, this is how I advance you know, thinking against the problem. I talk to voters. I talk to regular people. I talk to elected officials. I talk to people that are experts at parties. I talk to people that are running technology platforms that are, you know, donation-based. You know, it's like, hey, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And it's that curiosity that advances thinking around an idea. It's how we started the Bunker Labs. You know, it's talking to veterans that were starting businesses. Hey, what are you thinking? You know, do you need help? Would you join something like this? What's hard for you right now? Why have you started? Or people that have started, you know, why'd you start? What was it about that? 
So this obsession with, and it's curiosity is so important. It can't just be curiosity in your head. It cannot just be, here's a stack of books. It cannot just be, here's the podcast that you're listening to. It cannot just be like, get up early and be on keto. Like it has to involve talking to people that are closer than you to the problem or, you know, as close to you, you know, around the problem that you're trying to solve. So if you want to open a CrossFit gym, talk to people that join, belong to other CrossFit gyms. Hey, you know, why'd you join that gym? Cause I'm thinking of, you know, opening up one as well. If you want to open up a restaurant, talk to people that eat at the restaurants nearby where you want to open a restaurant, you know, Hey, why do you come here? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? You want to become a management consultant, start your own business, you know, talk to someone that could be a, a client, you know, Hey, how do you hire management consultants? So you got to just, you know, and there's like formal processes around customer discovery, but I'm not even talking about that. that that's, that's later. That's important. But I'm just talking about like, are you in the world, initiating conversations, having coffee, setting up a Zoom chat and asking people what they think? And it's not a sales pitch. Like we're not there yet. You know, we're just getting curious um, about the thing that you think you've got that could be helpful. I was talking to, um, you know, our, our friend, Nate Carden about uh, his business and he wants to build kind of Christian Academy. And it's like, think of it like masterclass, but for Christian scholars. And, you know, I said, well, just get curious, you know, who can you talk to? And not just the scholars, but you know, who, who is it that you think would pay for this? Well, go talk to 20 people like that, you know, and ask them like, would you pay for this? Why? What do you think? Well, you know, how do you advance your own Christian education if that's what you're trying to do? Um, I don't care what it is, but you got to get curious and talk to people about what they think and just become a student, you know? And I think this is where we get that we get thinking as an entrepreneur, like we get into our heads about sales. Well, sales, everyone, it's like, you don't sell until you've really listened, you know, selling comes later. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs try to start selling a solution too soon before they've actually done the listening. So you know, I think you just got to start listening. It, it's as simple as like, Hey, I saw something. It was interesting to me. I'd like to take you out for coffee. Um, and I know you do that a lot, Mike. You're always, you're always listening, asking questions. Man, you're so right. I t I said this on previous episode. I'm not, I don't believe in pre-revenue no more. Don't even launch a business unless you can validate that somebody's willing to pay you for a product or service ahead of time. And, you know, I sent a prospect message today, nothing crazy, just gauging interest, curious. And it's so, what you're talking about is so important because let's be honest, for our third shift entrepreneurs out there, they're probably bootstrapping, they're hustling, maybe some raise, raise some capital. Either way, undercapitalization is a real thing, you know, not having enough paid clients for your product or service, and then you go under. So that's a habit that's just, I'm guilty of it. I got to constantly be communicating with people particular yeah, prospective Yeah. And clients. I mean, the thing is, is like, we can remove the mystery from starting a business. We don't have to launch something and then find out if people want it. We can launch once we know they want it, you know, like, and this is just, it's so fundamental to, I think the third shift entrepreneur philosophy, we don't have to, there doesn't have to be, you know, if you're in a job right now and you've got something that you, I'm assuming, let's just assume it's a services type business. Um, you want to be a virtual assistant, you you want to build a business, you know, with virtual assistants, uh, or you want to build a virtual kind of, you know, accounting business, 
you don't have to guess about whether or not people want that. You just get out there and talk to people. Hey, what do you need? What do you need? You know, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Would you do it? Okay. What if I send you a proposal? Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Send me the proposal. Okay, cool. You know, like we can generate revenue and then we can start the business. And then, you know, if it's making enough money, then we can quit, you know? And so this, the sequence of um, discoveries, like we don't, there, we don't have to, it doesn't have to be unknown. Um, you know, when we actually step forward and launch the thing. So, you know, I think just this curiosity mindset is really important. I see a lot of nonprofit founders that want to skip this step. You know, they want to jump into, I'm going to launch a nonprofit to help. Um, I was talking to somebody the other week, you know, place canines with veterans. And I said, well, how many veterans, do you know, right now that are waiting for a canine? And they were like, well, and like lots of them are. And I said, no, 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 but who specifically? Cause you can't, you don't start businesses in general. You start businesses specifically, you know? And he's like, well, I don't actually know of anyone right now. I was like, well, go find one veteran that needs a canine, get that veteran a canine and then do that 10 times. And then let's talk, you know? And, and it sounds sort of like, well, that's not fun. That's not as exciting as launching a nonprofit, but Right. It's not, but that's how you actually validate that you've got something that, that people need. Um, and so this curiosity is, and it's, 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 it's humility is like, yeah, it's not about you to start. It's not about your business idea yet. It's about what are other people needing and, you know, and getting in front of them. So, you know, that's, that's the first big idea is just this idea of, of, of talking to customers. I think the other one is, um, is breaking habits. So, you know, and I'd be curious, Mike, on your thoughts on this, like, I don't, it's not so much about, again, there's lots of books about, you know, Atomic Habits, which is a great book about how to start habits, about how to, you know, maximize productivity. There's lots of technology tools. I'm not going to give you advice on that. I do think that you've got to, if you are actually at a place where you are, you know, you have a job, you're comfortable, but you want to do something bigger, you got to shake it up you got to do something different. You got to break a pattern. You've, you know, if you're just used to like, I come home at six 30, I have two beers and then I eat dinner and then we go to bed at nine after I watch a couple hours TV, like break that habit. If you're used to spending three hours in the gym every day, like maybe spend an hour in the gym. You know, if you're used to like getting up in the morning and scrolling social media, like maybe turn it off for a minute. Um, so it's going to look different for different people, but you got to begin to create the space for some, some, you know, new ideas to emerge. And so breaking patterns, it just shifts our energy a little bit. It gets us thinking differently. And I think it's, um, I think it's important and it actually might involve slowing down. That's the real thing. It's not just necessarily about like jamming hard. It might, it might actually involve slowing down and creating some space to actually think about like what it is that you want to do next. We were just, we were literally just talking about this, how important it is to protect our time so we can focus on the real important work and not just busy work, you know, back to back Zoom meetings, working all day, but just like, you're not really creating anything of value. So the the thing is like, you can either stay in that hustle and be in means all day, or you can just be aggressive with your time and say, Hey, I'm not meeting or I'm, I'm dedicating my morning to specifically this task, reading, writing, thinking, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and. Hey, I told my VA, do not book me during yeah. these times. You know, and that's what you're talking about. You, you do have to be aggressive. And I think too, you know, even though I'm big on like no pre, you know, not being pre-revenue, I do think there is something into like taking actionable steps, like purchasing that website domain. Because if you don't do it, 
You're just going to talk about doing it. It's just going to be there and it's going to be head trash versus creating some momentum, getting that micro movement yeah. going. I mean, there's only like, there is no such thing as quote unquote, like launching a business. There's only a specific set of like discrete tasks that we have to do any given day. And so, you know, I think a good habit is like, exactly what do you, what do you need to do? You know? And if you're starting a business, like exactly what you need to do probably involves something like talk to customers or people that could be customers, build a specific, you know, product offering, um, and then share it with people for feedback. You know I mean? It's like, it, that's kind of, that's, that's it. But a lot of people, um, they would, I would say, I would describe it as like sliding sideways, you know, like they've, like they're doing, you know, tons of checking calls and, you know, talking to people, talking to people, talking to people, but it's like, but what's the thing that you're offering to do? And can I see it? Um, and I think, you know, when you actually get really distill this down, there's really very few things that you need to focus on, but having a clear point of view, and I call this offense versus defense, you know, you can assume that people are coming at you with all the things they need networking. Um, Hey, I want to talk to you. You know, we could collaborate. There's a lot of, um, things like that, that are just frankly like noise on your calendar and noise in your head. Um, and you know, and it's not to say that you don't do those things it depends on, you know, the business that you're in, but, uh, but recognize that it's you playing defense. You know, you didn't wake up that day saying, I hope that I get an inbound email from someone who wants to network. If you, if you wanted that, then you would have woken up and done it, you know? Um, so it's a defense. Now I'm not saying you never play defense. Like I think it's part of being a, a good human is you just respond to some of the things that come at you. But if that's your whole day, then you're not going to make progress. And so you got to have a, a frame of mind of what is offense? What do I need to get done for me today? And then what is defense? What is going to come at me? And the way I do my days is like, I, I, I allocate time for both, you know? Um, I'm going to get, you know, 40 emails of people that are asking for various things that, you know, I need to redirect them towards or, you know, and there's, there's nice ways I, you know, that you can say no. And I think to be a successful, you know, entrepreneur, small business owner, you got to learn to say no. And there's nice ways to say no. Um, hey, this is awesome. Um, this is a, a season for me where I don't have a lot of capacity. Can we revisit it, you know, in three or four months? Um, I, and it's been hard. That's been a hard one for me to learn how to sort of say no, but you ultimately understand that like you can just burn all your time, all your energy, all your capacity on things that are maybe of value to other people, but it's not advancing what you need to get done. So you got to have a clear point of view about what it is that you're trying to do and, and how you're going to move forward. And I think that's, you know, I think good entrepreneurs are, are good at that. I don't think that you have to be rude about it. I think there's too many entrepreneurs that are, you know, can be rude about it. And it's not about bravado. It's about, you know, just understanding what your priorities are. I think it ties into another key point you and I are just talking about, which is this idea of intentionality, right? Being very clear and intentional with your time, with your focus, with your energy, because let's be honest, nobody, everybody's making it up, right? Like everybody's making up. We're all figuring it out. Nobody knows what's going to come tomorrow as we've learned in COVID-19, but that doesn't mean we can't still do our best to position ourselves, right? Yeah. Like, no, this is important. I mean, you, you gotta, I think, you know, look at your day at the end of a day or at the end of a week and ask yourself, was it a good day? Was it a good week? There's actually a lot of, um, false indicators of success or progress. You know, I hear people be like, Oh, I had an awesome week. I had this great meeting and, and I'll push a little bit and say like, well, what, what defines a great meeting? Um, like, Oh, they were excited about what I'm doing. It's like, well, can they, can they buy it? 
did, did it change how you're going to approach it? Or was it just validating that they like you, you know? And it, it's tough because we can actually get a lot of, you know, af- affirmation for what we're doing, but is it advancing the business? You know, we have to have a pretty rigorous kind of lens on our own lives and and the work that we're doing to, to know whether or not like it, we're making progress, you know, and that's, I think that's just a harder, a harder bar. You know, one of the things that we implement at, um, at Bunker Labs, but also at the Collective Academy and other places is, you know, the traction system, which I'm a huge fan of Gino Wickman and the entrepreneurial operating system, but it's really just like scorecard management, you know, like here's the five numbers that matter in any given week, you know, and, and am I, and am I making progress? And I think two of the, two of the numbers always need to be number of uh, uh, potential customers I've talked to and number of customers I've won. I mean, that, those could be your only two, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I mean, money is actually kind of comes later, but this discipline of like, what will, what will moving the ball forward actually mean? Um, you know, you just have to, you have to really know what, how, how am I going to define progress for myself? And I think it's an act of integrity and intellectual capacity to predefine like, you know, before Monday morning, define for yourself, what's good this week going to look like. And when you get down to it, it's a, it's really just probably just a couple things, you know, it's just a couple things, but you can easily burn a whole week in defense, not doing those couple things. And so, and usually the couple things that you really need to do, they actually may not even take that much time. So it's just about giving yourself the space. And this is where you get into calendaring and all that stuff and technology tools that, that can help you with this. But it's it's just knowing here's the couple things I got to get done this week um, and then giving yourself the space to do it. And the last thing I'd say is, you know, the hard part about being an entrepreneur is, is um, a lot of people are good at working hard, you know, and they can you give them a task and they can get the task done. What's hard about being an entrepreneur is, you not only have to do the to-do list, but you have to make the to-do list. And it's making the to-do list that I think people stumble with, you know, or they make the wrong to-do list uh, and they get it done and then it feels good, but they're not making progress. And so being good at making to-do, making the right to-do list, I think is a, is a big part of this as well. Yeah. I think it's called the Pareto's principle, right? The 80, 20, 80-20 rule, mm-hmm. you know, 80% of the results come from 20% of the inputs or yeah. something like that. Right. Am I- I think, so. right? <laughs> I, well, I think, yeah, well, it's the idea that we're wasting our time on 80% exactly right. of what and we're that doing. 20% of action gets like 80% of the results. I mean, I think is, yeah. is really, really big. And, and you've got to have, I, I think the other thing that's related to this is, um, is like a lens for perfectionism. You know, if you're, if you're aiming for perfection, you're never going to make progress. And so imperfect, but done is always better than perfect and not done. I mean, you just have to sort of, you know, have a lens for, you know, a willingness to start things that, you know, are progress um, and being willing to do it imperfectly. And, and um, you know, and then like work hard, you know, all that, all the basics are true, right? What, what we learn in the military is true. Be professional, work hard, get up early, you know, stay focused, like all those habits. And there's lots of people that write about those habits, but uh yeah, man. I mean, knowing here's the, here's the outsized outcomes I can get for myself. And then at some point anchoring that in the financial metrics is really important too, because you can, it, when you start to get success, and I see this with a lot of organizations, including nonprofits, actually, especially nonprofits, um, you know, you get like little wins and it's great. Um, but make sure that you're celebrating, you know, the size of the win should be the size of the celebration. Sometimes you get a big win but it was easy. So you don't celebrate it as much as like the small win that took a long time. 
Um, we want big wins that are easy, you know? And so ultimately we got to kind of engineer our business to be around big wins that are easier um, and then celebrate those as well. And uh, you know, some of this stuff gets learned in time, but the big thing is for the early stage entrepreneur is just really sit and think before you start to work, really sit and think what, what's good, what's good going to look like this week. Um, and, and it's gotta be defined by what advances the business. And it, 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 it probably, I'm going to say it has to involve talking to, to people. It can't just be in your head. It can't just be in the books. It can't just be in, you know, LinkedIn. So Todd, in closing, how would you define third shift habits? I mean, third shift habits are talking to customers, getting outside your head, getting outside your house. Uh, I mean, you can do it on zoom, but you got to talk to other people. You got to break some patterns, you know, like what got you here will not get you there. Right. If you, if this was already going to happen for you, then the set of habits that got you to this place are not the set of habits that are going to get you to a different outcome. And so you got to just look and say, you know, Hey, and maybe it involves slowing down. Maybe it involves going fast. I don't know. Uh, and then this idea of offense versus defense, you know, learn to play a good offense and a good offense is knowing here's what I got to get done. It's that 20% of things that really matter and they don't necessarily take that much time. That's the irony. Um, so give yourself the space, play offense and give yourself a score. Hey, how did I do this week? How much of my time was spent in offense? How much of my time was spent in defense and, uh, good entrepreneurs learn to play offense. And, um, you know, that's how we begin to win. And there's, there's more to follow Mike, but, uh, yeah, this is a, this is an important conversation. I'm going to add, I'm going to add one more habit, which is just be clear and intentional for time outcomes and milestones. Like cut out the rest of the crap and just focus on the stuff that is going to get you to where you want to go. You got to be really intentional with your time, your energy, and your focus. That's it. That's great advice. As you do. And you probably learned that as a boxer. I don't, I don't know how I learned it being in the Navy, but I think this is, you know, being intentional, man. This is it. I'm, I'm learning. I'm a work in progress, just like our listeners out All there. Right. But what I need everyone listening to do, if you haven't done so already, Subscribe to the Third Shift Entrepreneur Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever listening service you're using today. Your reviews are greatly appreciated. Be sure to visit thirdshiftentrepreneur.com where you can purchase the book, sign up for our newsletter, and hear tips and pointers that will help you keep your day job while building your dream job. You can purchase it on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, and other major book outlets. Thanks for tuning in and see you on the next episode where we'll be discussing minimum viable experience.